Okay. Look at this. This, this. Look at this. This is a very powerful one. Satan's agenda is to make you ignore God's will. Write that down. Satan's agenda is to make you ignore God's will. Hallelujah. There's a continuation there. I just want that first line. Now, Satan's agenda is to make you ignore, ignore God's will and substitute his will for good works. See, there is a difference between good works and God's will. The final product of God's will is good works. How do I know? Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you, brethren, by what? By the mercies of God, that you present your word as a living, holy, and I what? Which is what? Then in verse 2 says, be ye not, but be ye what? By the renewal of what? Then the word, the, the word they say, your mind, your, it means when you receive instructions through information, you are in his will. Instruction and information go hand in hand. So what Satan does, that's why you find a lot of occultive groups say they are doing, they're helping the community. If you notice, that that's a layman language. We are helping the community. Helping the community is doing good works. It's not the will of God. Doing the will of God means that you are listening to the instruction. That is why when God changed Abraham killing Isaac to sacrificing the lamb, he was doing the will. But if he was going by what God said earlier, he would have killed his son. How many of you know that? that? That's why you must listen to the whole instruction. Stop listening to part A and leave part B alone. Your ears will hear the instruction. Like I said to you, when you do the will of God, the final product of the will is good work. I wonder I will teach you how good works come out of the will of God. Amen. Now I will show you three things. On how to discover, I said, how to discover his will, right? Three things, how to discover it. To discover means to dig. It's not on the surface. I've given you, this, 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 is, this is heavy, right? This, is, this information is rich. It's a lot. To discover means to dig. You see, you never find gold on the surface. How many of you know that? How many of you know you never find diamond on the surface? Where do you find them in? Buried under the ground. Why? Anything that takes you a longer while, it blesses you more. Write that down. 
Anything that takes a longer while to manifest blesses you more. Anything you can get by fly by night, it will leave you by fly by night. That's why God took time to build us up here. He said, build up your most holy faith. Pray on the Holy Ghost. To discover God's will, number one, you must be ready to study your Bible. Bible study class is good. Don't get me wrong. Because there are certain things that they will teach you on the Bible study you will never know exist. God's manner is hidden in instruction when you study. God's manner is hidden in instruction when you study. When you study, it gives birth to two things. Instruction and application. Write that down. When you study your Bible, it gives birth to two things. Instruction and application. I'm going to talk about both now. Instruction is information. Instruction is information. Information comes through inspiration. Information comes through inspiration. And inspiration is birth through rhema. Inspiration is birth through rhema. That's why you need the rhema word of God. You see, when you understand that inspiration are part of what God uses to build your holy faith, as a believer, it attracts the rhema power of the word of God. When you master Rema, listen to this part. Rema is not just written word or study word. Rema also means the voice of the Holy Ghost. Most times, most, most Christians are only inclined to hearing God. But they're not inclined in studying in God, studying the word of God. The absence of one is a deficiency. There must be a balance. That's why most of the time when somebody comes to me and tells me that God says something, I go by first looking at what the word says. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. Once he gives this, once he, he hits my spirit man, he gives me instruction. Because it's inspirational. It's inspirational. Now, until you master Rhema, you cannot learn how to apply God's word. Write that down. Until you master Rhema. When I mean master, I mean understand how Rhema operates. You cannot. You cannot, be, you cannot effectively apply God's word. 
Many of you don't know how to apply the word because you have never given yourself a try. Application. What is application? Application means doer. Doer means someone will practice. Most times, Christians don't like to do. They like to shout hallelujah, amen. But when they go home, they forget what they thought. The James says, be ye not just hearer alone, but be ye what? He said, the doer of the word of God is the one that what? The one that gets blessed. Let's go to James chapter 1. There's so much information in this word here that Look at verse 22, James 1, 22. James 1, verse 22. The book of James chapter 1, verse 22. He said, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. Deceiving what? Your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding a natural face in a glass. Verse 24 says, For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetting what manner of man he was. Verse 25, he said, But Whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he be not what? A forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his word deeds. I want to say to you that when you become a doer of the word of God, God bestows upon you authority. Write that down. When you become a doer of the word of God, God bestows upon you authority. This is the things that is killing some Christians. Some of you are looking for authority. You can't find it. It's, where, it's right there where you are. When you a doer, God bestow upon your authority. Authority means the power to do. Authority means the power to do. Authority means what? The power. Somebody say this with me. Authority means the power to do. Say boldly. You see, when you are a doer of the word of God, Satan fears you more than when you listen. Because you are a dynamo then. One of the keys that 
establishes your authority is obedience. Obedience is the key that establishes your authority. My goodness. Because there are some of you here God has spoken some things to. Some of you here God has made promises. But the promises are in the shadows because you don't have what it takes to establish it. And sometimes when you start, you are taken away by your own renewed mind. Let's just define obedience here. What is obedience? Obedience is the ability to follow and to to follow and to be followed. Obedience is the ability to follow and to be followed. What do I mean about that? How many of you know that Jesus followed God? But before he followed God, he had to follow a man. Because if you notice, it was after John died, he said, I see whatever I see my father do is what I do. Go read it. He had to follow a man first. And how much you follow a man will determine how much you follow God. Because God you do not see, right? The scriptures say, how can you say you love God when you cannot love your brother? Your ability to be obedient is determined by what you see around you. Oh, I'm a, this is obedient thing. I'm going to dissect it. I'm not in a hurry, rush. I'm going to take my time. Why I take me three weeks? And some of you have roots of disobedience. You, your, your, your whole lifestyle, you think you are following God. But meanwhile, in your heart, the devil is he saying, look at you. He's going before God every day, pointing a finger. Look at they, they say they are following you. Look at And God is saying to uh, the Holy Spirit, he said, what is happening? He said, they're receiving instruction, but they refuse to do the will of God. Your will. Obedient is the ability to follow, then followed. How many of you know I said this one time ago? If you don't sit under a leader, nobody will sit under you. It's, the Bible says, whatever a man, thou shall he what? If you sow hatred, bitterness, anger, you will reap the same thing. It might not come to you that same very day, but it will come. If anything is fighting you now, that you planted unknowingly, and now your heart is being touched. May God remove you from your path. Amen. If I were you, I would shout amen. amen. Because that's one of some of the things that is stopping some of you. I want to share this with you. Last two nights, the Lord said to me, he said, I want to share something with you. I was studying, I don't know, I don't, I was studying tight. The Lord said to me, he said, if you pay your tight late to Dr. Surilo, it's no more 10%, you must pay 15 it, that's what he told me. That's what he told me personally. He said, when you hold your tight and say, no, I will pay when my, I get the money. Meanwhile, he had blessed you. He, you are ha- when you are paying, you need to pay 15%. And some of you who sit down here, if they are made up your mind, you will not pay tight. Fine. Your day is coming. Did you hear what I said? 
And when that day comes, no matter the prayer we pray for you, God will not hear it. Because you remember that scripture said, may his prayer become a sin. Obedience. Obedience is not just only you coming to church. When you come to church, do you come with the Bible? Because are you, do you know that when you come to Bible, we come to church with the Bible, you are showing God that you are ready to follow him, even though you don't understand what is in that Bible. Most of you just come to church and you just come and put your hand in the pocket. And then when you come, you act as if God is your playmate. You forget that the day he gets angry, you are finished. This is the message they've been teaching. I mean, I hear all over the place I go. God is a merciful God. What about a consuming fire? Balance both. Don't just talk about the mercy of God. Talk about his wrath. Talk about when he gets angry. What does he do when he gets angry? Oh, he's a merciful God. He's, some of you, they're quick to go to school. His mercy triumph over, and you were there lying and cheating. Oh, God will forgive me. If it exp- there is an expiration date for every evil. Do you know that your obedience to do the will of God is tied to your success? Write that down. Your obedience to do the will of God is tied to your success and your destiny. The more obedient you are, the more doors open for you. If you want to look, if you're looking for a man of authority, look for a man that is obedient. This is wonderful. Yeah, 15, 15 more minutes, I'll be done. Obedience is the principle in which a Christian lives his life for God. Obedience is the number one principle. Obedience. Obedience is the principle in which a born-again believer Lives his life for God. When you are obedient, there is nothing God cannot give you. Because the Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, he shall eat what? That means that if you are willing and disobedient, you will eat gongo. (laughs) You will eat gravel. When I see believers struggling, me, it's just it's not everything I normally say with my mouth. When I see you struggling, and you keep saying you are struggling, there is something you are doing that is short-circuiting God. I'm telling you. There's a difference between making a mistake. Hear me. There is a difference. Mistake means I don't know this thing is working against me, okay? Okay, this is mistake. Mistake means that, do you know that there's nobody here that will tell me that telling a lie is not a sin. That's no more a mistake. But this is a mistake. There are some people that they thought that speaking in tongues is of the devil. That's a mistake because that's what they were taught. 
But you that know that speaking in tongues builds up your money, holy faith. That's open rebellion and disobedience. Is broken over your life. Amen. The principle of disobedience is broken over your life. Amen. One of the things I, I learned, this, this, this I guide my heart daily. The word of God says, be ye not unequally yoked. Me? I don't care whether the person is rich. If he's a non-believer, I don't talk to him. How many of you know that? that that's where I got that character from. I don't talk to him. I don't care. Except I'm preaching Christ to him. I don't. What, what, what do you have? You are going to hell. Somebody said, one preacher made this statement one time ago. God corrected me immediately. Wait. He said, our number one duty is to make sure they come to Christ. I said, that's not my duty. I don't convict anybody of sin. The Holy Spirit does that. Mine is to preach the word. When you know where you are, what you are supposed to do, you won't make a mistake. The reason why some of us today are into the mess we are is because we want to, we pick which one is sin and which one is not sin. Some of you even pick, oh, this one is a greater sin. And God there is looking at you. Do you know that if you continue what you are doing, that God is warning you, you are hindering your generations to come. Do you know that? I pray your eyes of understanding will open. Write this scripture down. Leviticus chapter 10 verse 1 and 2. Leviticus. Disobedience. The absence of obedience is the release of strange fire. Write that down. The absence of obedience is the release of strange fire. Remember how strange fire came down and consumed the two sons of Aaron. Nobody sent them. They ran quickly to take incense to go offer. And I don't know if you know that in the days of old, incense are prayer. Listen to me, everybody. I want you to, because some of this time when I make all this gesture, it remains in your memory. They took bam. Incense. They say, is it only Moses that can give care, can make burnt incense to the Lord? And you know, you know, all of you, some of you know here, there are certain things you are not supposed to do. You, you know, some of you here know. There are certain things you are not, I don't need to preach it. You know from your heart. But you chose to do it. You say, but pastor is not there. God is there. He's looking at you. And then, the two sons, I mean, two sons of Aaron, they did not fear. See, God is a merciful God, but the day he gets angry, the ground will run away and leave you. What do you think happened to the ground? The ground left them. And the Bible says what happened. God got angry and threw fire at them. And God, they died on the spot. Moses and Aaron wanted to cry. God said, if you cry, you follow. That's why when somebody comes to me in the office, I say, ah, pastor, I don't, I say, clear your eyes. You don't want to be a partaker of your evil. Because sometimes, until you hear the story, don't cry. Some of you quick to cry. Oh, 
you have claimed the sin on your head. There are things you know you are doing. The Holy Spirit said, don't do it. He, sometimes he begs, please don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. He said, please don't do it. And some of you say, I don't want I'll, I'll. So, This is another one I hear somebody say, I ask for forgiveness. God is a merciful God. The tongues don't have power no more. Write this down. If nothing you remember, remember this. Obedience shut down, it shuts down the gates of hell. Anytime you are obedient, Satan is forced to hold his peace. He shuts down the gates of hell and he releases life. If you want life to be all around you, obey God. Obey him. Obey him. Stop giving God excuses. I found this, somebody met me one day and said to me, oh, pastor, I'm suffering for the Lord. I said, there are suffering some Christians suffer that God is not there. Are you, are you, are you with me this morning? So you need to check that suffering because that suffering might be in the partial will of God. That suffering might be in his permissive will. That suffering might be in the destructive will of the devil. Sometimes the devil knows that to kill you one time, God will not allow. He takes years to keep killing you. Because that, the day Adam committed the sin was not the day he died. It took him 930 years to finally die. Obedience. I remember one time I almost dropped this walk. I got fed up, you know. I said, I will go home. And the Lord said, you're not, you're not going nowhere. And I got to the door. How many of you remember that story between Balaam and Balak? When the Balak sent messengers to go look for Balaam. Look at, the story said, he's, he's, he, he didn't like Israel. He said, come cross me these people. From day one, God told him, he said, don't listen to them. Even his donkey. The donkey took him to a wall and smashed his leg to say, you are going the wrong direction. Sometimes God uses sign to warn you. Some of you say, no, I'm doing his will. And then you are dying. May God give you an insight that will bet a foresight Amen. in the name of Jesus. When you are obedient to God, you don't strive. That's the one I've known. I find in me. And how many of you know that there's nothing you tell me make me strive with you? I don't strive with a man without no cause. I'll continue it next week. Jesus, play something. Jesus.
Jesus. This was a productive day. Jesus. 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 Wonderful is his name. Stand to your feet, everyone. Stand to your feet, everyone. Moshanda Labakuria Lababa. Ikalaba Shande Lebo. Jesus. Jesus. If you would like more information on how to contact us or purchase any of these resources, just visit us at www.livingthroughministrychurch.org. And remember, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, where we're taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world.